0: Yo, what up though? Welcome. How y'all feeling? To IGP Quick Takes. Inspire God's people. I'ma just give y'all a little something real quick. Like, you we know, been here for a minute, man. It's kind of like a freestyle, but in the form of a podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Turn me up. Uh, it's gonna be good. I ain't really got time for this. What's up, people? I am your host, J Will. And I would like to welcome you to Inspire God's People, where we balance faith and business to guide you to your purpose. This is Inspire God's People Quick Takes. Now, what that means is that I'm getting straight to the point. So, this is like one or two topics without all of the production of the normal show. And let me first tell you how we got here. This is also episode 130 of Inspire God's People, the podcast. If you're a new listener, please do join us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and also Amazon Audible. Search Inspire God's People, the podcast and listen, starting at episode one, that was a random commercial for no reason. Quick takes. I can't do all that. It's a quick take. We got to get straight to the point. I'm super busy. My lifestyle has changed significantly now that business travel is back up and running um, post um I want to say post-pandemic, but you know, we still in whatever in whatever this is. But business travel is ramped up. Um, you know, I'm a leader now. It's it's a lot that goes into it, but. Being here at Inspire guys, People is really important to me, so I'm continuing to grow this show and find creative ways to make sure that I bring new content. So don't be afraid. It won't be a quick take every week, but there will be some weeks where I won't have the opportunity to bring you a full episode, but I figure sometimes people don't want all the extra stuff anyway. So for those of you who just need a quick word of inspiration, encouragement, and biblical love from Jesus to balance your faith in business here you are with Quick Takes. Okay, first up on Quick Takes, we are going to talk today about five tips on saving money. All right, so we talked a lot about, you know, money and success in the biblical sense on this show, and it's a really important topic and something that I get a lot of questions about. Um, A lot of people always, you know, have some interest around money, which kind of points to the significance of it. So, I want to share these five tips. Um, and again, let me say this before I share financial information and tips. I'm not a financial advisor. Neither do I want to be. I ain't really got time for that. So anyway, do y'all like the intro song? You know, I just did that off the top just now. Um, you know, I got to have an intro. I got to have intro music, even though it's a quick tape. Ho- hopefully you like it. I actually like that so much, I might make a whole little song about that. Maybe I'll add it to the end of this show if I'm good enough to rap something that quick. Or maybe it'll be on next time's quick take. Anyway, five tips on how to save money. Um, Here's the first thing, right? This is for anybody out there who's like, where do I start? Um, And there's more tips than five, but I want to simplify for today. First things first. Okay, this is a very important rule. Well, I'll say number one. Um, and it's not really on this list, but it's education. Y'all know I start everything with learning. You know what I'm saying? How to be inspired. Check out that episode. There's a framework behind everything, I believe. It starts with learning. So the number one mistake, we changing this to six takes right now. (laughs) Number one is learning. Um, One of the number one mistakes people make about money is they go off how they feel. And I get it, because we all got feelings. You know what I'm saying? I got feelings. I feel like buying this. I feel like I feel like this is the right thing to buy. Never trust your feelings. Trust your education. Educate yourself first. The biggest mistake people make is they jump into money topics, and they think that money isn't, like, something that deserves to be learned. Because money is one of the only things that most of us have it. Even homeless people get money. Like, we all touch money at some point, and you don't need a license for it. Like, you can't drive until you get a license. You can't start a business without a license. You know, you can't do certain things without certifications, but money is one of those things we all get. And it's like, yo, you don't need no license to spend, so we spend freely. First, educate yourself. Now, if you're too lazy to educate yourself, turn this off right now because I'm about to educate you, so you don't want to hear this because you're lazy. No, but don't be lazy, man. Money is important. It's a part of your life, and it's... (laughs) You're doing yourself an injustice by not putting aside the proper time to educate, research, and do all those things. That means reading books. That means listening to podcasts like this. This is a form of educating yourself, taking the time to invest in yourself to say, I'm going to get better as it relates to money. Now, here's the thing I want you to realize as it relates to um, educating yourself with money. There's a bunch of different opinions out there, just like with everything else. Some people say get debt. Some say get no debt. Some say real estate. Some say crypto. Some say stock. Once you educate yourself, it's about being able to make educated decisions, all right? So, like, with me, my position isn't to just tell you to do what I'm doing. I share what I'm doing. I share some things that I do believe everyone should be doing. But here's what I know ultimately. When I was equipped with the education, then I was now better serve to make a decision about, do I want credit? Do I not want credit? Do I want debt? Do I not? So some of us, don't just listen to people and do what they do. Stop copying and pasting. We got a copy and paste mentality. And that has got to stop. All right. Don't copy and paste. So first you learn. Here's step two, which is really my original five. Maybe we'll go back to five. Okay. It's five steps. So here's my original five. Just Education is a bonus step. Um, remember when you had a piggy bank when you were a kid, you know, depending on how old or young you are. You know, I know it's like millennials. We range like I'm barely a millennial. You know, I'm at the top of being a millennial. So it's like our age range is So all over the place with the people listening to this show. Some of y'all Gen X, B, C, whatever. So depending on how old you are, you might have had a piggy bank. Here was the dope con- thing about the concept of the piggy bank. It was really simple. It was that they made it easy to put money in and hard to take it out. You want to easily be able to save money, put it aside, but you need to put money somewhere where it's hard to get it. Number one, tip number one for saving money, put your money out of sight. The biggest mistake that a lot... okay. There's a lot of hyperbole involved with me. I call everything the biggest mistake. Everything is the most important thing. Okay, just take it as a figure of speech. If you're a new listener, I do that. Let me do that, please. Let me do that, please. I ain't really got time for this. (laughs) I love that line in the intro, by the way. It just came out. I just told the truth because I don't have time to be doing this right now. I'm still working. But it's after business hours, okay? Just in case any of my corporate friends are listening in, I have put in my time today. And I'm about to be putting in over overtime after this, which, you know, it's only overtime if you get paid for it. And I'm on salary. I don't get paid to work extra hours anyway. But I do it. You know what I'm saying? Cause I like my job. I like what I do. All right. So here we are. Put your money out of sight. What happened is once the piggy bank went out of style, which is largely probably because we no longer carry a lot of cash on us and our money went digitally. The biggest mistake people make, which is what I was about to say, is they create an account, right? And then your account has a second a, a ch- checking. I can talk. I knew there was going to be a moment. We almost made it through without me saying that. Um, we start one account. It has a savings and it has a checking, but it's the same account. So every time you log into your checking, you can see your savings. Now, it's okay to have that at least in one account, in my opinion. But that's not your real savings, okay? <laughs> like the, the savings that's a part of my check-in is really just like, okay, I just want to keep moving money back and forth and calling it savings. But I don't believe that you can properly save money, or I'm not gonna say it's impossible. It's it's tougher to save money that you can see. Okay. So a lot of people like they put the money in that savings account and constantly pull from it because you see it every time you log in. What you need to do is take the piggy bank mentality. You need a digital. Piggy bank. Here's what I mean. Now that you no longer carry hardcore cash all around, which means you don't have 10 and 5 and $20, $100 to put into a big piggy bank, that then you got to break the thing to get it out. It's like, man, that's a, you know, that's a huge step to break that. So that's why I like the piggy bank mentality. You need a, a digital piggy bank. So what do I mean? Now that a lot of your money is digital, you need to think, how do I digitally put my money out of sight? Somewhere where it's easy to put money in, easy to make a transfer, but not as easy to get out. Let me further explain that. So I have a couple of options you could have here, right? A couple of dynamics to this. Like, number one is, for instance, you could do an online bank, right? So there are online banks out there, and you could do your research. Always, you know, just, I'm not going to tell you which banks to go to or which bank I go to. They're not paying for me. You know what I'm saying? They're not paying me to be naming their banks. But what I do want you to know is what I like about digital banking is that, you know, like, so the the one of the banks I use is like you can you can transfer money pretty much right in it. Right. But but if you want to take money out, <laughs> it take a few days, bro. And and before the pandemic, the online banks had much higher interest rates on their savings. Now, people who know me, I have you know, encourage several people to start accounts for their kids this way. So, you know, if you know me, you've probably already know what bank I'm talking about. And I've had these conversations with people because I think it's important to be able to put money in a place that you can't see. Right. So ultimately, this online bank is um, a place that, again, pre-pandemic, because they are not brick and mortar, they can afford to pay you back more on the money you're saving. So as an example, you might be getting 0.012% on the interest rate in your savings account at your regular bank. So like you can have $10,000 in there for a year and they'll hit you at the end of the year with a two cent check, right? That's the interest they're paying you on your money. While at the same time, if you want to borrow money from that bank, they'll charge you like 8% on the money you want to borrow and take out on a loan. Isn't it interesting? However, with online banks, a lot of times, and again, these, these numbers have changed because of the pandemic, they had to take away a lot of their interest, um, you know, lower their interest rates that they would pay you back. But pre-pandemic, you might get one5 one to 2% back on that same money, right? So now you're putting the $10,000 in there, and now you're getting $200 back interest on your money. I know some people are like, $200, it's more than two cents, okay? So you got to understand and start looking at money in a more realistic way, not in a Hollywood celebrity way, because if you listen to this, you might not be a Hollywood celebrity. And if you are, please, I could talk. Feel free to send a donation to Jermaine Wilson Music at Yahoo.com on PayPal. Thank you. Anyway, like I said, um, nine times out of 10, that $200 can mean something for your future. Okay, we're regular people here. I'm a regular person. You regular, right? We could do the right thing and build wealth for ourselves over time. Doesn't happen overnight. So you need a digital piggy bank. All right. That's like, I know I'm spending a lot of time on this first one, because if you don't do this, it's going to be hard to do anything else because you're going to see your money and you're going to constantly get it. All right. Now, here's an example of what I mean of the digital piggy bank in use. So if you put like if you have money in your digital piggy bank, right? Money that you put up that you like, this is for my future, this is for emergency, this is for whatever, that's important. Then when those little bitty superficial things come up, it's not as easy to get to. Like, oh, man, uh, these shoes are on sale right now for the next 25 minutes. You need $300 right now. You can get these Gucci shoes half off. It's like, man, I can't get my money for five days because it's in the digital piggy bank. That's why I like that. You get what I'm saying? You start putting more money up. And then it's harder to get out, but it's still your money. You can get it out, okay? All right, tip number two. Establish a floor, all right? So when it comes to saving money, you really need to establish a floor. What do I mean about the floor? At the end of the day, I'm going no lower than this in my account. So a lot of times a good number starting off is if you have nothing today, save $1,000, and however long you need, everyone makes different amounts of money, but you can do this. I genuinely believe this. Save a thousand dollars, and then when you save that, say this is my floor. Meaning, we all like by the grace of God, you're alive. You're living today, right? So the concept that we're talking about, and while we're talking about saving money, is to get you out of this mindset. If you are in this mindset, you know some of y'all might not be. You might have already grown away from it. I used to be in this mindset where you looked at money simply as a tool to consume, right? It's like money represents shoes I want, clothes I want, think wants, right? And as believers, we already know we shouldn't be worshiping our wants. Some of us need to stop worshiping our wants. Don't worship what you want, meaning putting what you want above and beyond everything, right? Hey, I want a condo on the ocean in Miami. I want that, okay? As a, as not my primary home, as as an additional property. That's something I want, okay? I'm sharing it with y'all. I don't usually get too personal on this show. I don't want you knowing my business, but that's one of the, my goals that I want. I want a condo off the ocean in Miami, okay? In Florida, let me say that. I don't necessarily need to be in Miami. Maybe Boca. Boca. Let's go. Da, 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 da. I'm picturing myself hitting the saucer. That's what I want, right? But at the end of the day, um why, why did I say why did I tell y'all my business i don't even I don't even know why I just told you, oh, worshiping your wants, okay, I'm back, all right, I was trying to think, why did I say that? At the end of the day, though, that's something I want. I don't need that like just being I don't need that. so there's no reason whether I had the money today or not. There's no reason for me to put that want above needs. So when you establish a floor. This is the beginning of you saying, I'm saving money for the future because money is not a tool for me to consume. Money is a tool and a resource for me to leverage and to sustain for my future and my family's future over time. We worship our wants so much, we have looked at money as simply a tool to feed our flesh. That's flesh. Now, I'm not saying, look, I'm not saying it's a sin for me to get the condo in Miami because I'm going to get it sooner or later, but I'm not going to get it until some of these needs are met. There's a lot of needs that still have to be met. I'm talking future needs. I'm not talking about just today. I'm talking about things that I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, you're going to have kids Well, your kids are going to need a car one day, but they're going to graduate school one day. They're going to need a suit. I, You need money for that stuff. I don't wait to save money. Like, don't wait for something to happen. That's our problem. We wait for everything to go wrong and be like, oh, man, man. Uh, little man need a suit and some socks. And did like uh, his, his 10th grade, his 12th grade graduation mark. It's like, wait a minute. You knew he was going to graduate 12th grade when he was born. You waited 18 years to buy a suit? All right? I'm just simply saying that you could have established a floor and told yourself, no matter what happens, I'm not going to have lower than this because I have needs that need to be met in the future. So I might have a want in the moment, but I got needs in the future. All right. Establish a floor. And then understand that it's like an elevator. The floor goes up. It can go down. It changes. Right. You might need to increase your floor when you start making a lot more money Then a $1,000 ain't enough to have in that account. You need to have money to sustain you over time. Okay. Sidebar, another bonus tip, um, and I, I'm not the first person to say this. I've heard many people say this. Um, but you need to know how much your expenses cost every month. So if you got $5,000, I mean, yeah, $5,000 a month of expenses between your house, car, cell phone, all the stuff you buy. Like, you need to understand, okay, you have, it costs $60,000 a year to be you, right? So... If the price tag on your lifestyle is $60,000 a year, then you need to look at your savings of like, okay, wow, it costs 30,000 for me to go 6 months. So that means I need $30,000 in in the bank, maybe as my floor, just in case everything went wrong like it did in the pandemic and life stops and everything, right? I can me and my family can last 6 months at least if everything went wrong, if you if you wrongfully lost your job or You have to be able to plan and prepare for this. This is all biblical. Joseph did this. He planned. God had him plan for the years of famine while he was in the years of prosperity. Okay. Use your prosperity to plan for famine, to plan for if things go wrong. Doesn't mean you want things to go wrong. But remember, we don't worship our wants. Life doesn't do what I want it to do. All right. Cool. Uh, What's the other one? All right. um, Establish a floor. Yeah, I said lower your debt, right? I do think you need to lower your debt. Whether or not you think you need to use debt or not is your decision. There's good debt, there's bad debt. Again, this is why you educate yourself the difference between the types of debt. But I think regardless, you do need to lower your debt. You need to control and sustain your debt. Don't continue to put debt on top of debt. Your your debt shouldn't be greater than your savings. You get what I'm saying? Like don't, Don't put yourself in debt to a point where you live in check to check. All right, check to check is not a great place to be, all right? That's just winging it. And, and number five, man, number five, earn it, okay? Um, I know that might sound simple, but it's a lot of lazy people out here who just want money. You want a handout. You see you got a friend that make money. Your friend went to the NBA. You just want to live off them. Look, earning it is about, you know, the gifts and and the talents that God put in you. You don't have to have a lot of money, you know again parable of the talents matthew twenty five fourteen through thirty um there there's different amounts that God you know gives all of us. it's about him expecting you to exercise the principles. The problem with us is we pay too much attention to the amount who got the most money they did, listen man i don't no nah, I, I at some point you gotta to mature to the point where all the comparisons Look, I, I don't, I don't add up to the compare. I'm look, I'm not you, you not me. I, I have no desire to compare myself to people because it's just a revolving door of depression and uncertainty. Okay, so don't compare yourself to other people. It doesn't matter who's making the most money or how much you have or don't have. It's about exercising these principles. And I appreciate you listening to today's quick take from Inspire Guys People. Please do know that I love y'all, and we're gonna continue to build out content. Um, I'm working behind the scenes to start um developing some video um interviews and things like that. And we have some dope interviews that I'm currently scheduling right now this week, scheduling for the over the next couple of weeks. So I'm looking forward to um this month sharing some really great interviews from some great people um, that work for great organizations and have great stories with you right here on Inspire Guys People. If you have questions, thoughts. Um, you can email me, Music at gmail.com, or if you follow me on Instagram, which is at Mr. Bellwether. that's M-R underscore B-E-L-L-W-E-T-H-E-R, feel free to DM me. We have conversations and things. I get some very intriguing conversations through DM or on Facebook. I don't check that as much, but you can hit me up on Facebook as well, Jermaine James. Look, as much love to y'all. Hopefully you enjoyed this quick take, which... Kinda was maybe not that quick. Some of them gonna be quicker than this, I'm just letting you know. Cause 'Cause I I ain't really got time for this.